ML Nation, episode 267. To boil it down to its simplest essence, it's just about being able to make a difference. And that's, that's what it is, making a difference. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. ML Nation, do you want 2017 to be your best year ever? Then you must attend my training event, No BS, No Hype. You can attend either the one in Los Angeles on January 27, 28, 29th, or the one in Australia on the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. These are three-day events that feature not only me, but you'll also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with the early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. MLNation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, you know, starting off with the question, your purpose and vision. What's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And that's why I started ML Nation. I love that we're walking for three reasons, of three beliefs. Number one, I believe it allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. And number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be better parents because we're always leading by example. And because it allows us to create a legacy. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors achieve a full-time income. And you know, you must have a clear purpose and vision. Otherwise, you're never going to do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training and stories just like ML Nation. Go check them out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now here's today's review of the day. It comes from Abhishek Daga. And it says, great, I hope I pronounced your name right, Abhishek. Great value. This is a crazy passion that you bring to our profession, which is, makes you stand apart. I love listening to you. Well, I appreciate that, uh, Abhishek. You know, it goes back to your purpose and vision. You know, if it was just about me making money, better financial freedom, you know, residual income, I would have quit a long, long time ago because of the hard the amount of work and effort it takes. But it's really about your purpose. And that's why ML Nation, what is your purpose and vision? I think when you have your purpose and vision, you know, network markets, a vehicle that allows you to achieve that, you go all out. You're going to have, like Abhishek, what you said, that crazy passion. So, by the way, if this show has helped you in any way, please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. They mean a lot to us. It just takes one or two minutes of your time, not only uh, for our team, but also allows the entire MLM community find our show. So please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Now, with that said, let's go to today's show. ML Nation, this is Simon Shea. I am fired up to bring our special guest today. Hey, when we started ML Nation, he was one of the first top 10 people I wanted on the show. It took me over two years to do this. I woke up at 2.30 a.m. for this. So we have Dr. VJ Esperon. Are you ready to make it happen? I am. Absolutely. Dr. VJ Esperon is a successful entrepreneur, a best-selling author, and a well-known philanthropist. An economist by training, he's the founder of a global business conglomerate whose flagship business is a multi-million dollar network marketing business. VJ started his journey in network marketing as a student in the UK and continued to dabble in it part-time when he moved to the US in the mid-80s for work. And then in the early 90s, he returned to Asia and decided to pursue network marketing full-time. After an unpleasant experience with a company in 1998, he and his partners decided to use their knowledge and experience to start a network marketing company of their own. Today, VJ is a well-known thought leader in Asia and has written and spoken extensively about business, leadership, personal development, and life management as a passionate advocate for improving the quality of higher education in Southeast Asia. VJ is also the recipient of numerous awards for entrepreneurship and business leadership, has been featured in Forbes as one of Asia's top 50 philanthropists. So I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. 
I was uh, still in college at the time, and um, essentially, uh, I was uh, walking behind a nice pair of legs. That's how it all began. And um, I was just thinking how I would strike up a conversation with this young lady when she actually turned around and she said hi. So I figured I had lucked out big time, and it turned out that she was basically calling me in for a presentation. So I turned up, all dressed up and everything, and found another six guys in the place. A bit of a letdown, but I, I, got, uh, I got fascinated by the subject matter. Uh, being an economist by training, I, I really didn't believe it would work. So I got involved because I wanted to, I was a cynic, I wanted to test it. And um, from a cynic, I became basically a fan, and now I'm essentially uh, sold, I'm dedicated. I believe it actually is one of the finest things um, out there in the world today. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. In uh, I read your bio. It's like in college, you basically retail the business. So you made some money right away, right? But you didn't really build a network. Yes, all true. I um, I was retailing it for quite a while. Uh, but um, I think, you know, at some in some corner of my mind, I was still not completely sold on it. And I did it as a as a part-time gig and it worked for the time being. It worked right through college until I started working. Somewhere into a couple of years of my working life, I actually began to make a lot more money in um, MLM than I did in, you know, uh, on a nine to five job. Even then, it took me a while to uh, get rid of my conditioning. I mean, I came up from a very traditional background where a job is a job and I never, um, got over that. It took a while for me to basically shake off uh, that whole fixation with the security and everything else. And um, it was somewhere in my 30s that I took the big step forward and did it full time. So you talked to me, I know you're a coach and mentor. And a lot of people look up to you. you. Conditioning is a big part of things that hold us back from success. What are some tips that helped you get past that condition? Because you were very successful in corporate and IT. How did you get past that? The way I look at it, you know, um, all the time that I spent in MLM, uh, all, all the time that I spent pre-MLM, actually built me up for, um, for my entry into what became, what is now my career in MLM. Um, all the experience that I had in the corporate world helped you know, the management, the leadership, the, the trials and tribulations and travails, everything that I went through uh, in the corporate world helped make me a better person in a sense. It was all in preparation for when I would actually need it. And I began to need it only once I crossed over. Now, in terms of what was holding me back, I mean, I come from a very typical Asian background, as, as you do too. And, you know, it's my friends, it's my relatives, more of all, it's most of all my parents. Uh, it was at that time a tough sell, you know, walking away from a nine to five job, uh, all of the security and everything else and doing what they figured was selling shampoo. So, you know, um, it was it was a tough sell. But I think uh, my wife in that sense was a, a, a very great help. She believed in me. Hmm. So we took it together. Yes. So once you got started, did you have success right away? No. Um, you see, uh, I think my long exposure to retailing in MLM prepared me in a sense. And uh, I, so by now, I actually went into it full time. I, um, I was prepared for the for the long rule, if you, you know, if you get my meaning, I was prepared for the long uh, wait. It took me almost a year to get onto my feet and it was tough, hmm. you know, because uh, it was a conditioning, it was a mindset, uh, it, it was a preparation. Um, but when the traction began in the business, it just began to roll and there's um, simply I, I guess there's no way to describe it. It's an incredible high. 
when you start to actually feel that traction, when uh, it begins to work, yeah. when it connects. What was the turning point for you? When did you start? Was it? Did you go to a specific event, or did you talk to a mentor? You read a book. What helped you get that traction all of a sudden? Well, I think the the biggest selling point, insofar as uh, we were concerned, was essentially um, we actually, you know, believed in. Um, uh, I began MLM in, in the Philippines in a serious sense of the word. You know, live, having left the States, I came back to work in the Philippines and it was something that I was, um, I, I guess, in a way, pulled into. It was not something that was, it was more by default than design, if mm. you get my point. Yeah. So it was more, and, and I found myself. Uh, you know, strategizing as to how to get this done right. Now, um, there was a group of people who came down, very glib, very uh, very good speakers, very charismatic uh, uh, leaders who came down from the States, and they basically sold us a bunch of goods. We got sold into it. We and I, together with a, with a group of my leaders, we brought in um, a few thousand people within a matter of maybe three months. Somewhere along the way, we began to realize that um, there wasn't something very kosher about this. There was something that wasn't right. So we sent a little spy to check out the, the operations of this group. And we found out that um, the most exciting thing about these guys was the owner of the company had 11 cars parked in his, in his garage. Apart from which, it was a threadbare operation. So we realized that this was going nowhere at the time. So we called for a meeting of my uh, top leaders, and uh, we had about nearly, a, you know, a thousand people in the room. We came clean. We told them this is not going to work. Uh, you know, we we were very sorry. We had led them up the garden path, and at that moment in time, what surprised us, that was the lowest point that I had come to in, in my career. I was even thinking whether I should go on, but it also became the turning point. Because we had a thousand people who believed in us, who turned around and said to us, why don't you do this? Why don't you start? Why don't you lead us? You know, we, we came into this business because of you, not because of those people out there, the nameless faces, so to speak. And from there, we actually started. And, you know, we started the intention of setting up a vehicle that would be not just an MLM company, but an MLM company run by people who believed in MLM. Hmm. And that's how we began, essentially. I love how yeah. you said your worst point is your turning point. I think a lot of distributors, what sabotages them, something happens to them and then they start quitting, right? Why did you stay with MLM? And, and, you, and you grew. I mean, that was like in 97, 98. Instead of like, hey, this is over, let's do something else, you actually took that and launched something that's incredible now. What's the, what's the self-talk? Why did you, even though you felt betrayed, right, why did you stay in, the, in, in this industry? I guess when I stood up on stage and I looked across and there were a thousand people looking back at me and I looked into those eyes and the expectation, the visions, the dreams that they had, uh, it fueled my own. I stopped looking at the bank account at that moment. I looked at these people and what I saw was the potential of the futures. And I felt that, you know, if I had these people with me, then what is it that I cannot achieve? You know? It was great having so many people in the room who had the same ambition, the same desires, the same feelings. And uh, I figured, you know, that is a lot more important than essentially uh, the whole makeup, the company, the structure, the product, the plans. These things can be evolved. They can be built upon. But, you know, the network itself, the people out there, their faith, their belief, and in essence, you know, um, the teamwork that they brought into play, that is irreplaceable. That's, that's what sold me. And that's what I believed in. And I felt that everything else can be built upon that. And I think it, it has shown that it, it can be. Mm, definitely. It's very, very inspiring. You talk about people by you. Obviously, people followed you, right? You're a visionary. How do you, because how do you, what advice can you give people? Because people hear that, oh, 
you know, they're buying you. So how do you become that visionary that people want to follow? Because you said people are following you. So how do you become that person? I think somewhere along the way, the, uh, the trappings fall off. You know, the, the, person, the persona that, that you carry with you, that cosmetic facade, that drops away. At some point, you actually put your heart out there, you know, and you get them to believe in, in that. And when you share, I think I've always believed in, in the fact that the truth will prevail. And I think the truth sells. So if I have a problem, I put that out there. If I believe in it, I put that out there. And I find that, you know, when we actually put out the truth, it basically sells itself. Hmm. So I put my life out there and say, guys, believe in me because I'm going to, we're going to do this together. I'm not going to be doing this by myself. Neither are you. Let's do it together. And I think at the end of the day, that works. Hmm. People do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So once you started your company, um, what's the most interesting experience you've experienced, you've gone through being a founder of a company? Well, I think uh, the fact that we change lives is, is, is very powerful. And sometimes it's the little, little things that make the big difference. I remember very early on when we were still starting out and making um, a little difference in the lives of the people around us. And I remember uh, a little uh, incident that I considered to be one of the best commission checks that I ever received. Mm. I came out of a, a meeting and an elderly lady came up to me and basically she had with her a kind of sack of vegetables, you know. And she says to me, um, Sir, I came to you, uh, this was like a year ago, and I was convinced about what you said, and I started doing this. And be, since I began this whole journey with you, I've been able to support my grandchildren, they've been able to go to school. And, and it makes a difference to our lives, and you've made that difference. We're not yet rich enough that I can offer you anything worthwhile, but what I have is these vegetables that I grew in my garden. I hope you accept them. And believe me when I say this to you, that was the best commission check I ever received. Wow. How do you see network marketing? Because you're a visionary. How do you see network marketing changing the world? Where do you see it? It's obviously changed the world. Where do you see it going the next 20, 25 years? You're talking about networking? Yes, networking. Network marketing, specifically this profession. Um, I speak at I speak at various economic forums around the world, in particular the World Economic Forum. And uh, about a year ago, I spoke on the concept um, of networking being a solution to the uh, woes of unemployment that the world was facing. There was a panel that I was involved in in Davos in Switzerland, and one of the issues they brought up was evidently that within the next ten years. By 2025, there was an expectation that 700 million jobs need to be filled throughout the world. And uh, even if every country in the world basically linked hands with each other and believed in each other without all of the wars and everything else that's going on, even if all of them work together, there's no way, there's absolutely no way that we would be able to fulfill that demand. There would be absolutely no way that we would be able to fulfill 700 million jobs but on the other hand if we took a look at network marketing per se which is essentially you know the the one of the potential solutions to unemployment worldwide we have the potential not only to essentially create jobs but also create entrepreneurs because therein lies the problem therein lies the solution we are creating entrepreneurs there is a segment of society that survives all the depressions and challenges uh, and travails that economic depression brings along. They keep thriving. Now, I chose to start my business in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is one of those places. It's a place that survives. It's a, a place that thrives when everything else is going down. And it's because of the attitude of the people involved. So I think network marketing creates this kind of attitude. We are survivors. We are fighters. 
And if there's one thing that we do, we instill in the people that come into this business a sense of survival, a sense of, how would I put this, uh, the need or a passion, a fire. So they actually go out there and believe in themselves. And that belief is all that it takes sometimes to make that turn, that U-turn mm. in life. So inspiring. How have you seen uh, network marketing change in the last 20, uh, or even back to the 1980s when you first got exposed to it, or back in the UK days? Do you see people more open to the profession now than back then? Yes and no. In many cases, um, we are clearly more visible. We are clearly being felt and seen, particularly in the third world. Uh, but at the same time, there is uh, unfortunately uh, still some very heavy negative uh, perception out there of the entire industry. And I can't blame them for it because we have had a number of uh, companies that take advantage of the whole concept and, and there have been fly-by-night operations that have spoiled the image. Having said that, however, clearly MLM has come to stay. You know, and we are industry that is a growth industry, both in the third world as well as in the first. Um, the thing that has made the essential difference is e-commerce. Mm. We are one of the first companies to take advantage of that. We merit the concept of direct sales with MLM on a platform of e-commerce. You know, and it's the first time, one of the first times that that actually happened uh, in Asia and uh, uh, we basically pioneered that. That was disruption, you know, and I, I like that concept. We were one of the very first con companies to create disruption in, in the industry. We delivered door-to-door. -door. We delivered without, you know, any global boundaries anywhere in the world. And we made that happen for us for the last 18 years. Hmm. I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about your philanthropy because you give back a lot. Can you talk a little bit about your passion about creating a higher education in Southeast Asia and, and the things, activities you're doing? Uh, thanks to that we're marketing, you're able to do this and the things you, you're working on right now. Yes. Well, let's, let's talk about uh, philanthropy. Uh, in essence, I don't look at it as philanthropy. I basically see it uh, the same way that you know, I guess most networkers see it. It's a way of us paying forward. You know, we give back to society. And if by giving back, we actually um, get, you know, everything that goes around comes around in, in, in a fashion. And uh, in that sense of the word, we've always believed in giving back because um, I think at the end of the day, networkers more so than anyone else have a giving heart. We have the ability to recognize it is by giving that we get. Uh, in terms of higher education, uh, we have begun a university and that's become our legacy project. It's something we are extremely proud of. Um, you know, we began about five years ago. Today, we have close to 1,200 students in the university. We have just launched, um, you know, our new campus, which is being built on 26 acres, about an hour and a half from here. And um, it's... Um, it's a $1.2 billion project where we are essentially building um, a little education city with a campus as well as um, living areas, uh, medical teaching, hospital, uh, all of which are being incorporated. So we're very proud of that. I mean, we are an MLM company that makes a difference. We are giving back and building the future at the same time. Hmm. Can you share a little bit about your book they just came out with? And I think the book is, um, uh, I, think it's, it's, I think for the U.S. launch, it's going to be happening uh, early 2017, correct? Share a little bit of, yeah. I know it's come out for the people in your company, but share about what the book, what the book is about and what, what motivated you to write that. Well, I call it Two Minutes from the Abyss. And um, I guess it, 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 it essentially comes from a philosophy that I found very intriguing. When I came back from the States uh, and I started working in Asia, I kept hearing um, this word, Inshallah, a lot. Inshallah, essentially, 
although I'm not a Muslim, but uh, I, we have a lot of Muslims in this part of the world. And every time they even get up to go to the bathroom, they would say, Inshallah. They say, I set up a meeting for an hour later or the next day, they'd say, Inshallah, we'll meet again. And what Inshallah simply means is, you know, by the will of God. And uh, it's intriguing to me that they, they say that. So when I questioned it a little bit more, I said, well, if we're going to meet each other, it's God's will, you know. And um, then, then that made me think a little bit more. Then I said, well, if we don't even have an hour or two in our control, what do we truly have? That means we are constantly living about two minutes away from the abyss. And we should be living with a sense of urgency. Now, unfortunately, we don't do that enough. We mouth the words, but we don't actually walk the walk. We talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. And I found that to be uh, the platform upon which I began writing this book. Mm. So two minutes from the abyss uh, actually comes from a little incident uh, that began when I was driving um, many years ago. Uh, I was part of a, a bunch of guys who drove across the Himalayas. And um, we, we actually pulled up on, a, on a, a little mountain road on the edge of the foothills of the Himalayas, which had a very steep fall on one side. And we spent the night there. The next morning, as I was standing by the edge of the road, I looked down, and below the road, there was a little outcropping. And a very young boy, a young monk, was sitting on that outcropping with a 100-meter drop right in front of him on the very edge. And as I watched, you know, he came out of meditation and he basically climbed back to the road, which I was standing upon. So I approached him and I got my translator to talk to him and I said, what were you doing there? And he, he smiled at me and then I said, uh, you know, you were just about, you know, two feet from the drop. And that's pretty dangerous. And he looked at me and he smiled and he says, we are all just two feet from the drop. We're just all two minutes from the abyss. So from there grew the idea to write about the sense of urgency, which I think is our driving force. In network marketing, we are actually more in touch with, I guess, the sense of urgency than any other profession in the world. So that's what got me to begin this um, this. Uh, entire book, which is uh, 11 Pillars. I call it the 11 Pillars of Life Management. Mm. Very, thank you for sharing. I love that story about the monk. We are all two minutes, right, two feet from the abyss. How true. Getting, um, shifting, little ge shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about most distributors. What's the biggest challenge most distributors are facing? Maybe because we have a lot of people on here right now. That's holding them back from really achieving their dreams. What's holding them back? What's the one thing? I think that the thing that they essentially need to believe in is number one, success. You know, is not instant. You know, and um, I I can quote you something that um, the CEO of Twitter once said. I love it. He says, "Timing, perseverance, and ten years of trying will make you look like an overnight success." <laughs> So, and that's all it takes. Timing, perseverance, but 10 years of trying. So, a lot of people actually believe success is something that's going to drop on your head. It isn't. Success is something that is more of an after effect. Success follows you, but it happens after you are basically gone past your goals. When you have already gone into that modality, that state of mind where actually winning or losing doesn't matter anymore. That's when success hits you. Hmm. And, 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 and it's a very real thing. So people actually give up a lot earlier than they should. They're, so essentially, they're essentially 10 feet away from, from their goals when they give up. And that is the sad part of it. You know, most of them give up after having completed. They're well past the halfway mark, but they, they still give up. And unfortunately... You know, this is a, a real fact of life. I mean, if we just persevere just a little bit longer, we'll probably hit the goals we set out to achieve. Hmm. Actually, it comes to mind, you know, I remember that 
there were a number of years ago, they began to actually uh, clean up the Everest, Mount Everest. Yeah. And uh, as, they, as they started, you know, bringing down tons of debris and stuff that was left over 100 years of climbing the mountain, they found that almost 80% of the people who attempted to climb the mountain had gone up well past the halfway point. They were literally within 80 to 90% of achieving the peak when they gave up or when they returned. And this is actually very true of our, our, of our lives. It's a, it's a depiction of most of us and our attempts in, in achieving success in our lives. So um, we just give up too soon. Yeah. And so you that's, that's sorry. Go ahead. No, um, you talk about success, and obviously, you're very, very successful in the business world. Uh, what motivates you? Drives you? What makes you excited to wake up every morning? Ultimately, it's it's um, for me. It's about my people. The fact is that you know when I get up to work. Uh, it's a whole team of people out there that work with me. And today it's about their ambitions, their visions, um, their achievements. And it, it basically thrills me to no end that I can still play a part in contributing towards achieving some level of success in other people's lives. To boil it down to its simplest essence, it's just about being able to make a difference. Hmm. And that's, that's what it is, making a difference. ML Nation, do you want to grow your business faster and make 2017 your best year ever? Then you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. Now, you've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about my training workshops, so the videos, what I've done in Australia. And now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to North America as well. This three-day event is on January 27, 28, 29 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can get up to $400 off. Yes, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super exciting for you as well. We're also doing our first major big generic training event in Australia and the Gold Coast on June 30th, July 1st, and July 2nd. This would be at least 10 times better, I promise. If you like my previous trainings, this would be at least 10 times better than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlmnation.net forward slash events. Now, if you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthroughs for almost all the leaders came at an event. And now it's your turn to have that breakthrough. So go make the best investment you can today and attend No BS, No Hype. Go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, that's mlnation.net forward slash events. And I look forward to seeing you there. Very, very inspiring. Um, uh, thank you so much for your time. As we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. Okay, And for those who are on Facebook Live, you like this, please subscribe the button at the top so you get notifications when these go live. If you like this broadcast, please subscribe at the top and also share the button at the left. Okay, So the first question is, and these could be short answers, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Well... I just I just gave you one, uh, which is about the CEO of Twitter. But the um, my own favorite one is simply look within. Look within. The path to success is always within. Hmm. And if you look within, you you will find your vision to be clear. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Silence. I take an hour every day. To in silence generally, to take stock, to to uh, manage the rest of the day. I take an hour so that I can control the remaining twenty three hours. Mm. I need one hour to myself to assess, to analyze, to be able to look back, to 
plan, to project, to prepare. And uh, this, in, this gives me so much more control over the rest of the day. Do you, that me- would be- do you meditate? Is it like a morning routine or is you, sit, you sit in silence or what do you do? The silence is critical. The silence is critical because the, uh, in essence, you need to go inward. And um, being able to keep your mouth shut in a way forces you to go inward. Now, I, I do a lot of, um, I don't know if medication is the proper word, but um, medication is certainly part of it. There are some mornings where I prefer to, to basically be still and, um, uh, and meditate. But there are other mornings where I'm totally focused on what I need to achieve within the day. And I spend it projecting, planning, writing, uh, revising, you know, and all of that. And that keeps me totally busy. But the objective is to keep that one hour without interaction and just being comfortable with oneself. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? Listen twice as much as you speak. Mm. You know, if you take a look, someone once told me, and I remember this very well, your body is the oldest scripture known to man. Because, you know, it is best essentially written by the hand of God, so to speak. I mean, we don't design our own bodies, you know. And if you take a look at the body, there's a language intrinsically written into the body. You know, and if we try to decipher that language, it, it says a lot. If you take a look, you see we have two pairs, two eyes, two ears, a pair of ears. Even our nostrils are two. The brain comes in left and right brain. We have two hands, two legs, right? And even the chambers of the heart, we have a left and a right. The lungs come in, you know, a set of two, kidneys, etc. But there's one thing right bang slam in the middle of our face, which is only one. And therein lies a message from the man above. He says to you, you know, observe twice as much as you speak. Think twice as much as you speak. Listen twice as much as you speak. Work twice as much as you speak. But what we do is the exact opposite. So I, I figure that, you know, that is one of the most valuable lessons that I learned. Wow, that is so good. That's actually the best advice I've ever heard, uh, the way you put it, too. We have actually, you're right, two eyes, two nose, two nostrils, two ears, two chambers and a heart, but only one mouth. Um, what would you, if you can go back in time, what would you tell your 25-year-old self? What advice could you give that 25-year-old uh, Dr. Vijay? I would say... Slow is fast. Hmm. I would say slow down, take stock. Um, there's an old English saying, something about, you know, uh, more haste and less speed, if you remember. You know, make more haste and, and less speed. Now, I think we are in such a hurry to get to places. I think we focus too much on the so-called, you know, urgent aspects of life and leave out the important aspects of life. And we keep running after the urgent aspects of life every single day. But these urgent things, so to speak, whether it's paying bills or running to one spot or the other, all of this don't even last a day. You know, they don't even last, definitely not a week, you know. But the important aspects, the ones that you need to actually prioritize, the ones you need to actually focus on, that we abandon because we're chasing the urgent. So I would say to myself, look at what is important and uh, recognize that. Because one way to know what is important as opposed to what is urgent is that if you had only a week to live, what would you do different? And I think you would automatically reprioritize everything. So that would be what I would say to myself. Slow, slow is fast. So... Uh, three more questions. So what would you tell your 40-year-old self? Well, in terms of at the time of 40, I think at that point in time, I was already driving this company and I was lighting the, you know, kind of basically lighting both ends of the candle uh, to keep up. At that point, I, I would need to basically um, say to myself that I need to 
plan for a hundred years and work as if there's no tomorrow. Mm. Keep that balance between myself. I needed to do more planning, which I was not doing so much at the time. Aside from your book coming out, Two Minutes from the Abyss, what's one or two other books you could recommend that people should be reading? Well, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad is one of my favorites. And The Seven um, Effective Habits is another one. Uh, both are very popular. And uh, I, I've, you know, used them many times in my speeches around the world. So I would refer to both of those and the one minute manager is also something that I like. Mm. And here's the last question, the million dollar question. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, doctor, here's the million dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know your business partners, you didn't even know you didn't even know your wife, you no one. You're kind of like an alien that went to another planet. But you had all your current knowledge, skills and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MO and business from scratch? I've never believed in um, prospecting in terms of basically going out and looking for people. I've always believed that um, people tend to find you as opposed to you finding them. I mean, I find people wherever I go. I sit in a bus stop, I sit in a flight, say someone next to me, there's always somebody somewhere. And um, I try basically to recognize that some of the greatest or more powerful leaders that I've, I've encountered and met in my life have been more by chance than by me, you know, actually going out there by design to find them. So I think there is a master plan and there are no flaws in the master plan. The people around you have always been placed there for a purpose. And the objective is to find that purpose. So I essentially prospect wherever I find them because they're all part of the master plan. And I don't give up uh, so easily. So I just keep on moving until the right one strikes. Because someone somewhere is always waiting. And that's what I have always believed in. Mm. So the people so are everywhere I, I, around you, right? The people are everywhere around you. Exactly. I let them find me as opposed to me going and finding them. Mm. So um, I, we keep moving through life and we, we sometimes overlook the people right next to you. That's and, so uh, true. I, yeah. Uh, I would start, I would basically start from scratch again. Uh, and my team of people who have been with me today are exactly that. People that uh, I found as opposed to, you know, I mean, who found me just as much as I found them. Awesome. I thank you so much for your time. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners and viewers can connect with you and contact you? Well, um, uh, my, uh, my blog and my website is on vjswaran.com. My Facebook is Dato Warren. And my Twitter handle is at VJSwaran. So I guess by just getting to any of these three, um, you know, you'd be able to reach out and talk to me. And um, uh, as for the last piece of advice, I'd say to, to anyone out there right now is do it now. You have this moment in time. Yesterday is just a memory today. Uh, tomorrow is a dream. Yesterday is a memory. Today is all you have. Grab it with both hands. Life is simply too short. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Dato Vijay Esran. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in, just type in Dato Vijay, V-I-J-A-Y, V-I-J-A-Y, the search bar and the show notes and all the nuggets. I just think the platinum nuggets of wisdom and the books that he recommended, everything he talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Dato Vijay, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions and millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thank you. God bless.
ML Nation, don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to my training, No BS, No Hype USA in Los Angeles, or No BS, No Hype in Australia on the Gold Coast. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Again, mlnation.net forward slash events, and I look forward to seeing you there. Hey, ML Nation, the Simon Chan. I'm back with a recap and review. An awesome, super inspiring interview with Dato Vijay Esaran. Make sure you go to mlnation.net and just search for Vijay, uh, V-I-J-A-Y. And then Dato, for those in the North America you don't know, it's a um, it's like a knight. That's what it means. Like, I guess in the UK it would be a knight. He's like a third knight. Dato Vijay Esaran, amazing show, super inspiring. I am fired up. If you're fired up, those who are on Facebook, like, give me some thumbs up and hearts. Are you fired up? Because I am super fired up from that show. Now, I'm going to go over a couple of the aha moments, main, main uh, points here. And if you like this, please share it. And that This is like a recap of what we just did. So number one is about, you know, you talk about conditioning, right? Conditioning, uh, we're all conditioned. Up, and the things that hold us back is our previous beliefs. And and that's basically talk about success is within. He talked about looking within, right? How can I change? What do you, we need to change? What do we need to do? And that's why I love this routine of silence. Now, I'm a big fan of meditation. I, sitting, uh, I meditate two times a day in the morning and in the afternoon. But just sitting in silence where we're not interacting, sometimes we always like, we got to be on Facebook. We got to do everything. We got to be emails and we're talk to people. If the phone doesn't, you know, there's so many temptations to talk, talk. But sitting in silence, right, you go inward. And, this, and you really find out what's actually holding us back. Because we, all the things that are holding us back is within, right? And realizing the condition for Dato, it was, he was conditioned. He was growing up in an Asian family, study, 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 work hard, get a job. And it, he, it was when he broke through that, that's when he started making it happen. And having that urgency, right? Having that urgency. And... He, I'm going to go over these notes, okay? So they may be out, but there's so many good notes here. Uh, people buy you, right? And he's like, the turning point for him is like learning to look at people, not the bank account. Be a giver. I think all of you know, you can tell he's a huge giver. You know, he doesn't need to work a day in his life anymore, but he's still working, sharing. He didn't need to take his time to do this interview, but he's giving, giving, and sharing, right? Because it's a fulfillment in this business. It's about giving back. And that's what network marketing is. He talked about you know, his biggest, his best commission check, best, most fulfilling was the amount of money he made with some women. He, because network marketing changed his life, the woman gave him a sack of vegetables because that's the best gift. It wasn't money, it's was a sack of vegetables, right? Because from the poorer country out there, third world countries. So that's the incredible thing about this profession, right? And about how we can give back. And he's talking about the truth will prevail. The truth always sells. That's why you have to be a person of integrity. If Dr. VJ was a person of integrity, he would not be where he is now. He wouldn't be here inspiring others. And I love the fact that what drives him is we are creating entrepreneurs, right? We are creating entrepreneurs and, you know, network marketing get bigger and bigger because, you know, by by the next couple of years, 700 million jobs need to be created and there's no way the world can do that. So, there's no way 700 million jobs. So what's the way? Hey, network marketing. Because network marketing, we create entrepreneurs. We And I love that he says, we are network marketing, right? That's why I called We Are MLM Nation, right? If you like this, please subscribe at the top. So if you like these shows, please subscribe. And also leave a review on iTunes because uh, they mean a lot because the reviews help not just not just helping people find a show and motivates our team for doing this, but also lets the world know what network marketing is. We are huge, right? We're all together. It doesn't matter what company you're in. We're all in it together. We're huge. So make sure you subscribe to the Facebook feed, like the page, and also on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Let me know. Let people know on Apple iTunes what network marketing does. Because like Dato says, we are survivors. We are creating. We're survivors. We learn to survive on our own feet, right? And we are inspiring other people. We're helping. We're giving back. You know, he's talking about by giving is how we get. What comes around goes around. Right? What giving is what we get. And he talked about it with two minutes from the biz. That's his book coming out. You know, we must have urgency. Urgency. <clears throat> Everyone who's watching, listen, we gotta have to be urgent. Take urgent and make it happen. Right? Do it now. Right? Once this broadcast is going to end like in two, three minutes, do it now. You know, you have someone that you have to follow up. Do it now and call them. You have someone new you invite. Do it now and prospect them. You got to have urgency. 
because we're only two minutes away from the abyss. And I love the story about the monk. He's right off the cliff. He said, we all are two minutes from the drop. That is so, so true. And the secret to success, you know, the secret to success, I love how Dato talks about it. You need, uh, you need to give it time, okay? You need the perseverance. You need training, perseverance, and 10 years. That's it. Training, perseverance, and 10 years of success. Most people, they, you want it too quickly. You want it in 10 days. You want it in 10 weeks. You want it in 10 months. No, it takes 10 years. But give yourself 10 years, and you'll be set for life. You know what? Here's the thing. you like, oh, 10 years is so long. I tell you, 10 years can go by fast anyway, right? How many of you think like the last 10 years of your life went by fast? It goes by fast. Training, perseverance, and, and 10 years gives you success. Go quote that. Go share that. That's from Dr. Vijay Esperant. You know, 80% of people quit way too early. Okay? Quit way too early. It's so sad. You talk about when they cleaned up Mount Everest. Most of the people were so close. They were 80 90% almost to the peak, and they gave up. Don't let that be you. Right? You're three feet away from code. And what motivates him is really inspiring. It's all about his people. You know, this business is all about people giving back, giving back, and listen more. If it's about other people helping, listen. You know, he talked about you have two years, two years uh, to listen twice as much. And I love it, the fact you have two eyes, two ears, you know, two nostrils. Everything is two in our body, but we have one mouth, right? And it's a lot of times we think, do I think more, listen more, work more than you speak. Most people, they talk too much. They don't listen. They're not working. Work more. Talk less. Really good advice. Thank you. Again, awesome show. Definitely connect with VJ, Dr. Dr. VJ Esperon. I tagged him in the Facebook Live post. And if you like this Facebook Live, please uh, subscribe so you get notifications. We do these at least a couple times a week. Subscribe. Uh, do these trainings. If you find them helpful. And uh, thank Dr. VJ Esperon again. Go to mlnation.net for slash um, podcast, you find it up there, and those on the Facebook feed, you can see it. Uh, it's tag- his, uh, he is tagged on this post. And thank you for this. You know, MLM Nation, we're all in this together. It's global with people everywhere from, Af- from Africa to Middle East to Asia to North America, Canada, Maryland, New York, listening to this. We're all in it together. You know, I'm loud and proud. I love this profession for people like Dr. Vijay, for what he's done is giving back. And I love this story about his be- best commission check was the sack of vegetables he got from one, one woman whose life he's changed. We're awesome. Hey, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be in Network Market. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.